Welcome to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble, a cultural storytelling, gracious space to bridge generational gaps through active listening and action-oriented changes. Hi, this is your host, Teresa W. Gamble from Courageous Conversation. Just want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening, especially for Black History Month, where we're focusing on civic engagement and celebrating Black artists in South Africa as well as Jacksonville, Florida. But lately, this particular month, we have been dealing with redistricting efforts in Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know any of you are aware, but the Census Bureau did not count everyone during the pandemic in 2020. Only 63% of the United States households were counted. That means four in 10 Americans have not been counted. And every state in the United States is using this fraudulent data where all the individuals have not been counted. Even Representative Carolyn Maloney, the Democrat of New York, she's a chairwoman over the Oversight Committee, said that everyone was not counting the Census Bureau. And this was under the administration of President 45. This, we know that redistricting maps, they've determined the seats in the House, as well as the disbursement of billions of federal dollars that fund hospitals, roads, schools, and other community resources. These redistricting maps, redistricting maps are not accurate due to all Americans have not been accounted for in the United States, state by state. Because of the disruption from the pandemic, many families have been evicted, moved into hotels and shelters, merging households, transitioning in and out of the districts. It makes an impact where those billion dollars are allocated to. Some individuals who have parents and adults been has died from COVID. Many children have become orphans. And some of these individuals have become instant caregivers for those family members who either sustained injuries during the COVID that's non-COVID related and those who had COVID and they're trying to recover. Just because they physically are moving and they're talking, it does not mean that they are doing well. They suffer from issues from brain fog, delayed memory, delayed response. They don't feel they're 100%. So they have to rely on family members to take care of them. That is why it's important why our vote and our voice matters, that we have to convey these issues and make sure we have politicians who represent our community and our values. So I had a question for the committee that I spoke to um, at the redistricting meeting that how can you approve proposed redistricting maps when everyone has not been accounted for? So this is a question that every person is listening to this podcast to make sure you're questioning your politicians. How would you approve and redistricting maps when everyone is not representative, especially our black and brown community members? You need to get involved. But when it comes time for them to run for their seat and want to be reelected, then we matter. Then we get text messages, we get emails, we get phone calls, we get TVC TV commercials to support them and their cause. But you cannot take the time to make sure the redistricting maps are redrawn or have an independent council to make sure every citizen is accounted for. 
we need to go back to the government and ask for a recount of the census to make sure everyone is accounted for so we have true data of how many people that live in communities in the United States that will afford and will support the representation we require. So we need to get involved. We need to get our voice heard and even talk to your family members, your loved ones, your co-workers, your church members. We need to galvanize at the grassroots and we have to keep the pressure on our local councilmen, commissioners, aldermen to make sure that what we need and what we must have in our community that they're standing up for and they representing it. If we don't, then it's our fault. So we cannot get upset when we don't have the things we need or the people we voted for, they switch out on us because they truly wasn't a representation of our community and our party. So we have to investigate. We have to research. We have to do our homework. We have to show up at these city meetings, these council meetings. If you can't get there, you can call them. You can email them. You can tweet them. You can text them on social media to get your, make sure your message is heard. If you're not good at writing, then record it on your phone, put it on a DVD, burn it to a DVD or a USB drive and drop it off at the office at the city council so you can be heard. It's one thing to just sit back and be complacent because you know when you're silent, you're complicit. That means you're agreeing with all this stuff that they're doing. And getting upset and not participating does not solve the problem. You need to get upset and get involved and put the pressure on because your tax dollars pay their salary. Your tax dollars determine, you know, for them to stay in their office. So you have every right to be heard. You have every right to be represented. You have every right to be in the room when decisions are made before they are final. And that's what a lot of these politicians are doing. They've already made up their mind what they're going to do. They just open it up to the public so they can say they did they do diligence to hear from the public, their constituents, but they've already made up their mind and ignoring what the constituents have conveyed, have said, have wanted, and asked for changes. But uh, at the end of the day, this fight has come to this generation at this time. This is not for our grandchildren and our children to be fighting. It, the, if the fight was not meant for you, it would not have came to you. This fight came to us, and a lot of stuff has been uncovered due to the pandemic. By the way, we're still in a pandemic. So we need to stay safe and still wear the mask and socially distance because everyone is not truthful about their vaccination status. So that's why you need to be careful as your state is opening up and allowing people to reconnect and re-engage because the person next to you, who's to say that he or she is vaccinated? Who's to say that person have contracted the um, pandemic at whatever phrase, whether it's COVID, the Delta, the Omicron, and now they got this super um, uh, super Omicron Delta um, variant that's out because people won't get vaccinated. And that's why we can't fully recover and get and embrace the new normal. People won't get vaccinated because they're against that. But you had to get vaccinated when you were smaller. So at the end of the day, all these issues impact how we vote and who represents us. 
and how their constituents are fighting for us. Even those that's on disability, the arguments and the, the back and forth they have to deal with getting through the Social Security, even with IRS trying to get tax refunds filed. All these issues ties to our political position. Yes, I'm talking about redistricting, but guess what? It's more the picture is bigger than that because federal dollars is tied to that. So we don't pay attention to redistricting high hospitals. Some of our communities, hospitals, they need more resources. They need more staff because our medical personnel is getting burnt out. Then you got the neighborhoods, the playgrounds, a safe space for our children to play in our community. We need better jobs in some of our urban and rural communities instead of us having to work outside our community. Why those companies are not coming into the community where we live so we won't have to leave our community to work. So those revenue dollars can stay in the community and not be recycled and going somewhere else. So all these issues matter. And this is why we push so hard for black and brown individuals to go vote. It's not because of the position or power. It's about the federal dollars that needs to be allocated to our community. And if we don't speak up and represent for that, then we don't get those dollars. The other community gets those dollars. In other words, the hot, the more noise that's made and the more effort that is being pushed, though that is the political party and that is the community members that win. And nine times out of ten, it's usually the, um, the privileged communities. And the black and brown communities have to suffer, but we're the ones employed and making their lifestyles more easy and comfortable and have a better quality of life, and we're suffering. I guarantee you many of us that was evicted during the pandemic are living in hotels. You either merging with family members. You either homeless and living at your car. Or either, you know, homeless and, you know, sleeping at your job and people are unaware. You don't have a decent place to keep your kids, or you living in a shelter. Why are you having to do all of that and you're paying taxes and you voted for politicians and you living like that? Think about it. That's why you need to vote. That's why you need to come to meetings. That's why you need to get involved. Well, I got to work. I understand that. And you can't get to meetings when you work. But guess what? If you're on your phone for social media for pleasure, you can use that same phone on social media to contact these legislators, these people you voted for, and you can tweet them. You can message them. You can go on their website and get their email address and email them to voice your concerns and how their lack of representation is causing you to suffer and how it's causing you to suffer. Don't just complain, but you got to give them the problem along with some solutions. And then do your homework on the law and the legislation. So this is why you have to get involved and why it's important. And then because we got to get out of the reactive mode. We must be proactive in order to make the valid changes that's necessary for black and brown people can have a better quality of life. Livable wages, getting paid livable wages. That means above $15 an hour. Especially now with the rent that has gone up, that has quadrupled. So this is why you need to be more proactive and let your voice be heard. Because our children and our grandchildren do not need to be experiencing the social unrest, the criminal injustices, the health pandemic, and now the war on the educational system. How I many? when the last time you've been to a school board meeting? When the last time you went to a PTA meeting? Have you supported your child's teacher? 
Have you supported your child that you know is struggling and need help? This is why we need to get involved. Well, I got to work. I don't have time. If that's not your strength, then make the effort to either invest and get your child a tooth. Or sit down and learn with your child because it's very important for parents to be involved in our children's lives. So, so much is going on. And at the end of the day, it is tied to the political representation that we vote into office. All of our social issues is tied to who we vote for to represent our views in the community to address the issues that are marginalized, that we're disenfranchised, or where there are disparities. So you have to get involved. You got to stop sitting on the sidelines and expecting someone else to solve your problem. They don't know what your problem is because you're not saying anything. You're not doing anything. So you need to get involved. Even with our churches, they need to be able to do the necessary thing to be able to make sure that we're being taken care of. Our tax dollars is paying for all of this stuff. Our tax dollars is the most valuable thing that drives them. So why you want to pay taxes to fund someone else's community and those doctors are going outside of the community where the dollars are needed? Look at your neighborhood. Look at your property tax values. Look at the properties that done ran down. So how can you be effective and produce a quality of life for your children and you're not showing up? You're not voicing your opinion. You're not going to their offices and letting them know, you know, I voted for this and I voted for that. And if if a black and brown person in office, we, we have no hesitation getting in their face. But what about the white privileged people that's representing us? You don't get in their face. So it's time for us to get in the white privileged face that's representing us. In Florida, we have a House of Representatives and we have senators. And we have councilmen, we have councilwomen, we have commissioners. All of these people that play a political leadership role, we need to confront all of them because they play a role. School board members. Our property taxes pay to have schools. So that's why a lot of these parents are raising cane because their tax dollars is funding these schools. But guess what? My black and brown parents... We have a voice in a fight just like they do. There is no way books should be banned. There is no way teachers need to be micromanaged to teach students. And you need to be prepared because if these changes come, are you willing to homeschool your child? Are you willing to invest in a tutor? Do you be able to have accommodations if your child has special needs? These are some things you need to be thinking about now before all these laws get into play because they are flying through legislation in these states. So I just wanted to come on today and recap Black History Month and why it's so important and why we need to be more engaged than we are and to get out of this mode of reactiveness and more proactiveness and make our voice to be vocalized and not having the kitchen table conversations and then stay at the kitchen and don't go any further. You've got to move beyond that. If you're not the social butterfly type, then right. If you're not the social butterfly type, then go to the meetings and listen. But you need to write. If you're a person that you um, can write op-eds, you need to write articles in the paper. Because the only way people are going to be aware how the issues impact our communities, we must 
put it in writing and put it in print where it can get public attention. That is the only way that a lot of this stuff is going to get addressed. If you keep holding the trauma inside that you're experiencing, nothing will ever get solved because no one will know your story. So I just want to tell you that today, and thank you so much for the Black History Month, but this fight doesn't end. Where we're, I'm working, we're working with some organizations that are going to apply the pressure to make sure they reinforce change. But in the meantime, March is coming up, which is International Women's Day. Courageous Conversation is going to be celebrating also Social Worker Month is next month. We're going to be celebrating uh, Social Worker Month on Mondays and Wednesdays. We're going to have Mental Health Matters. So make sure you're tuning in, you're listening, and you're sharing the podcast. And please make sure you have any questions. Don't hesitate to reach out and leave us a message. But again, get involved with your community. Redistricting is serious. And it impacts black and brown communities more than you know. And you need to get in the faces of all the legislators, regardless of their race and their skins, color, or party. They need to hear your voice. Whether you're talking to them verbally, sending it to them in writing, tweeting to them on social media, you've got to let your voice be heard. They need to hear and know your trauma and your pain and why you voted for them and your tax dollars need to be a part of improving their quality of life. Thank you so much for listening. It's your host, Teresa W. Gamble. And remember, in order to bridge generational gaps, we must participate in active listening and action-oriented changes. Stay tuned and keep listening. Thank you for listening to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble. Bridging generational gaps through active listening and action-oriented changes.